Good morning and welcome once again to InFocus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, Sam Smith, CEO of the Tyler-based Hand Up Network. And we say Tyler-based, but 37 counties in total. A lot of work that you're just constantly trying to get done on a lot of different fronts. And if anybody remembers, uh, this is about the third show we've done together. So some of you may be familiar with the Hand Up Network through InFocus or possibly through uh, your own personal experience. But before I go any further, good morning, Sam. Good Great morning, John. You Thank us. you for having me. You didn't mean to pass on that courtesy. <laughs> uh, don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus, and up, InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Sam, interesting history with the Hand Up Network. Uh, you moved into what a lot of people still think of as the old Assembly of God building on Beckham, just on the edge of downtown Tyler, about three years ago. Let's go back to the uh, actually the very first show we did with you. We kind of broke the news about your sure. ministry. It's November 2018 uh, when you first got started. Let's kind of go back to that point or even further back, if you like. Sure. And we probably do want to. And tell us the story of the Hand Up Network. Well, our team uh, has been doing uh, development and relief work around the world. I was the CEO of Mercy Ships for a while. I ran a group called Medical Ministry International. So we mm -hmm. focused on helping people halfway around the world uh, try to get a better uh, situation in their lives. Uh, when Hurricane Harvey hit, uh, we came back and were down on the coast. We were actually in Rockport the day after the hurricane hit and worked for the next six to eight weeks on, along the coastline. But we started to realize that the people in Texas were having the same kind of issues that we were dealing with halfway around the world. And so we uh, started to realize that you know a lot of us lived in East Texas and uh, we just didn't like the fact that our own neighbors were having some of the same problems that we were trying to deal with over on the other side of the world, whether it be in Africa or Asia or India. Uh, so it was really uh, an amazing thing to uh, we found out about a nonprofit here that uh, had gone under and that uh, they were trying to figure out what to do with the facilities that they had and so forth. And uh, we started talking to them. I actually had told them they, they probably should just shut it down and, and move forward. Uh, next thing I know, they offered the facilities to us if we were interested. Mm -hmm. And our team got together and talked about it, and we decided uh, to come back home. And so we've started to focus on trying to provide a hand up, not a handout to our own fellow neighbors. All righty. And uh, a little bit maybe about the basic premise beyond it being a hand up sure. and as opposed to a handout. Uh, why you operate that way, and just maybe a thumbnail of some of the different services you offer, which, of course, we'll go into detail about sure. during the show. Well, basically, our, our, the whole premise is we're not a welfare organization. We're not here to basically have you walk in the door and say, give me something. Uh, that's not what we do. What we try to do is we, the old adage, we try to teach a man to fish. Uh, we're trying to help people uh, get back on the right track. If they've had a tough season in life, everybody uh, stumbles and falls. Uh, many of us are very fortunate that we have a church family or a family or friends that are there to lean on uh, during very difficult times. But a lot of the people that we focus on, um, they don't have that. It might be the same person laying mm -hmm. next to them under a bridge or yeah. it could be mom or dad that can't stay in and out of jail. And so we uh, try to provide a stabilizing force in the lives of others and we help them help themselves. And your website is handupnetwork.com. And I want to point that out right now because if you go to that website, there will be just a, a, a good, um, quiet, autumn nights uh, worth of good reading on there. There is so much information. Uh, every time that we do this, I'm struck by the broad range of services that you offer. It's uh, really kind of hard to imagine, but you do it. 
and you are committed to it. And well, let's talk about the five fingers of focus sure. in your organization. Well, the, the first is uh, we, we do believe that you need to have a spiritual relationship. So uh, number one for us is God. Uh, we don't uh, care if you're a Christian, Muslim, Jew, agnostic, or whatever it may be, but we do believe that having a strong faith in your life is a foundation stone to living. Uh, so we incorporate that in, in a lot of what we do. Uh, the second is is understanding, um, you know, what is your, your, your current makeup from a financial perspective? Uh, you know, what kind of job do you have? Um, you know, you know, where are you getting your income from? Some people have benefits that they don't have access to, or they've given up trying to figure out how to get access. Mm -hmm. uh, we have people that, uh, you know, we focus on what their well-being is, both physically and mentally. Uh, we've got people that have physical challenges, but they also have some mental challenges. We deal with people that have trauma. Trauma right. is a major mental challenge, and uh, so we deal with that on a regular basis. Uh, we look at their education and skill sets. You know, have you had any vocational training? What is your 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 education? Do you have a high school diploma? Do you have some college work and so forth? Uh, we have people that have dropped out in second grade, and we've had PhDs come walking through our doors. So we get a little of everything mm -hmm. coming through. But uh, probably the area that is probably the biggest focus of Hand Up Network is the support system. Uh, a lot of the people that we work with really are struggling in life, and they need someone to be that sounding board. And so, you know, they haven't saved a penny, and all of a sudden the car breaks down, and how right. what am I going to do, and what am I going to do? And so we try to start to work with people and focus in these five areas to start to develop a foundation for which they can uh, travel you know, forward in the future. Our entire organization, every program that we have is based off of those five areas. And so mm -hmm. that's what we start out with. We give a foundation, and then we start to build upon it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, on in focus, on in focus this morning. I'm John Sims. Our guest is uh, Sam Smith, CEO of Hand Up Network. The uh, website is handupnetwork.com, and, and your actual address is 200 North Beckham Avenue in Tyler, just on the edge of downtown Tyler. And the number, no phone number is 903-597-5334. If you want to learn more and there's all uh, there's going to be a lot to learn besides what we get a chance to talk about on sure. the show today at least hopefully we can lay a foundation for you um let's move into just really what's front of mind for you right now you are really looking hard for donations and volunteers for the types of different work that you do let's learn a little bit more about that how people can help out by financial donations uh, possibly by in-kind donations or by volunteering sure well the first thing i guess i need to point out is that we've never shut our doors we've operated all the way through the pandemic uh, dealing with people that were victims of the pandemic also people that have struggled because of the after effects of the pandemic you know they've lost their jobs mm -hmm. they've been they've uh, you know had to take some time off and so we never shut our doors we were available we ran the respite care facility for covid-19 uh, at Tyler Junior College working in conjunction with Smith County and the Smith County Emergency Operations Team uh, but we were delivering groceries we were delivering toilet paper we were taking care of our elderly that should not have been out and so forth so we've never shut our doors and so because of that, uh, it's been quite a challenge because our donor base basically went into hiding as well because everybody was worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, our volunteer base, a lot of the people that were volunteering with us all of a sudden were scared to volunteer. And so now all of a sudden we've almost had to really start over. We had a lot of momentum going before the pandemic. And then all of a sudden everything shut down and we kept operating. And so we utilized a lot of our resources, a lot of our tools, a lot of our volunteers and so forth, dealing with a lot of the issues related to the pandemic as well as natural disasters and so forth that we can talk about later. And so it's very important if uh, we're going to continue to operate in East Texas and provide support and help for our neighbors, we need people to help donate 
provide resources, uh, volunteer, uh, whatever your skill set, we have a role for you if you're interested in you know being a part of what we do. You bet. And let's start off with donations. Sure. Uh, obviously, financial donations. I believe there is a, a, a financial donation button on your website. There is. Uh, we, we take all kinds of donations. We mm-hmm. actually have a, a retail training center. Uh, that we take donations. Uh, we're the only nonprofit in East Texas that takes mattresses and beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that because we work very closely with Child Protective Services, Adult Protective Services. Uh, if there is a fire or if there is a natural disaster that occurs, uh, we're the one that gets the phone call. We provide, you know, we'll come in with beds. In fact, we had an example uh, Easter a year ago. We had a lightning strike that hit a home right. in Flint. Uh, seven family members and they needed seven mm-hmm. beds and we were able to provide seven beds get them in a new house and everything within a 12-hour period and so we utilize whatever donation we have the, the biggest challenge though is you know we need tools uh, our teams that are out there doing all this work uh, we're, we're tools are getting worn out uh, we've had a lot of people use their own tools and so we, we need anything that we can get so if you, if you have the financial resources we certainly could use those if you have tools you have old things that you're not using anymore uh, anything like that could be a, a big help because we need volunteers and resources in a big time way. Uh, let's talk about volunteers now. There are several volunteer opportunities, a number of volunteer mm-hmm. opportunities, I should say. And you have levels one, two, and three. Sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what goes into each of those levels. Level one sounds like the one that's the most demanding and is going to require the most vetting. It is. And level one means that we're going to provide you additional training based off of who you are when you come in the door. And so that's our mentors. That is our, our team leaders for our response teams. These are people that need additional training prior to basically going in. So our victim services specialists that are working with victims, they get additional training prior to starting to to deal with that. Our level two volunteers are similar in that they come to us already with the skill sets. So as an example, if I need a carpenter, I need actually a trained carpenter. I don't need a plumber to fill the carpenter role. And so a level two is, you know, the doctor that is already trained to be a pediatrician or the doctor that's a heart surgeon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we need, you know, the level two volunteers provide that specific. So if we need plumbers, we need the certified plumber, we need carpenters and so forth. Uh, Level three is probably 90% of our volunteers. And Mm. that is someone that has a passion to serve. Uh, they have a unique skill set, and we come in and sit down with them and talk about where they would be interested in engaging. So it could be everything from helping us in our, our retail training center and our resale store to actually volunteering to help with signups on response teams, or it could be actually volunteering on a, a team that's out there up on a roof, uh, you know, putting tarps hmm. on a roof. So whatever your interest and whatever your skill set, there's a role for you. We have teenagers through, we have people that are in their 90s that are volunteering. Mm, in their 90s, my goodness. Sam Smith, CEO of Hand Up Network and Tyler, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. The website is handupnetwork.com. Phone number 903-597-5334. Say it nice and slow so we get it out clearly. And 200 North Peckham Avenue is the address. Now, if you want to donate or volunteer, you can text Hand Up to 76959 to donate. That's Hand Up. 76959 to donate if you want to do it by text. And for more information, didn't give the email address out yet, info at handupnetwork.com, along with the phone number we gave out, which is 903-597-5334. If you want to know more, if you want to uh, be served by Hand Up Network, uh, if you want to volunteer, if you want to donate, they're right there. And um, 
Uh, are there, uh, did you mention something about 24-7? Can they come by just anytime they need to? Well, actually, our response teams and our victim services team operate 24-7. That right. doesn't mean okay. our office doors are open, but yeah. they're available via uh, the, the different phone lines. We have a crisis hotline for our victim services uh, that we can mention in a minute. But uh, if you know people are interested from a response team perspective, we work with about 55 different churches now throughout East Texas. Mm. We work with local city governments and civic organizations. So we have a variety of different type of teams and so when people have a need they can come to us we'll send our uh, assessment teams out take a look at it and then try to determine if we can put a, a specific team together to go out there and try to address the problem okay let's go to right to victim services now on september 1st a number of legislative changes uh which were widely reported in the news including on our stations and uh, it, it's hard to keep track of all of them. So let's just kind of uh, get down to brass tacks here and talk about the changes that really affected Hand Up Network sure. and that caused you to respond in a way that will continue to benefit your clients. Right. There's a couple of things on September 1 that I would probably point out. The first one is is that the governor's edict, uh, they were no longer going to allow people to congregate under bridges and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big deal in Tyler. I'm sure you've seen a lot of news features and so forth. What I will tell you is we're not a handout organization. And so we weren't working with people in that capacity anyway we were having them come to us they go into an intake we start to work with them to get out of that situation so they're not living on the street they're not dealing with issues like that and so that has certainly thrown a curveball but the biggest challenge with us is that the the governor has issued an edict where every county now has a commissioner that is assigned to oversee the SART team Mm -hmm. which is a sexual assault response team we were actually running and operating that SART team up until September 1 with the new edict we are now no longer in that role that role goes to the commissioner and Mm -hmm. so they're still working together and we're part of that they're working so that each different group of people whether it be law enforcement uh, whether it be the crisis center whether it be um, the da's office and so forth everybody has a role to play and we're the long-term uh, solution in that and so as an example we used to respond alongside law enforcement and go into the hospitals with these patients that will not be our role moving forward our role will be the handoff after that so that we can begin the long journey back to recovery so we work with the person going through the judicial process going through the uh, after effects of the judicial process uh, keeping track of the perpetrator and making sure if they get released on parole that victims are aware of it so our job is to be more focused on the restoration side instead of being at the point of of impact. Now, I say that we also have major challenges, though, with human trafficking in this area and mm, with all true. the pandemic chain challenges that have happened. Some of the organizations in town that used to do certain things are no longer doing them, and we've been asked to step in and fill that role. And so we're starting to pivot to where we're spending a lot more time dealing with the human trafficking victims in addition to providing the long-term support for victims of crime. So you know, as legislation changes, we continue to work with our government, work with our local leadership to make sure that we're positioned properly to help people. The bottom line, though, is we're still doing exactly what we've done before, and that is help people through a long journey to get back to a life that they all deserve, and we all deserve. And so, you know, we have uh, people in our caseload that uh, were sexually assaulted 30 years ago that are still dealing with the ramifications of that. And we are helping them get their lives back on track, get the counseling they need, get uh, the the situation going to where they can actually go live that life and actually have families of their own. And so we continue to do that with a variety of people that have had uh, victimization and different crimes. And then we're also giving a lot more attention now because of the human trafficking and the amount of uh, attention that that needs. You'll see that uh, ramped up on our end as well. 
excuse me, a little no husky problem. today. <laughs> Getting over that uh, by degrees, you bet. Uh, Sam Smith, uh, CEO of the Hand Up Network in Tyler, serving 37 counties in East Texas. Our guest this morning, I'm John Sims. Uh, uh, swinging back to volunteers for just a moment. Uh, volunteer victim services specialists are needed. Let's kind of put a little bit of extra focus on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So we have a lot of people that uh, retired school teachers. We have retired business people. We have people that basically have some, some free time, like a lot of the teachers have the summers off. Uh, a lot of these people are volunteering. What we do is we help train you so that you understand what it's like to deal with people in this type of situation. So you become a level one volunteer and you get all the training you need up until it's time to start to do the victim services role. I call these ladies and these men our angels because they truly mm-hmm. are. They're working in some very difficult situations, situations that many people in East Texas would probably be shocked that actually exist in our own backyard, but they mm-hmm. do. And so they help people go through some of the most difficult times in life. And so it takes us some additional training. It's a special role. It's not for everybody, but we certainly need more and more people to do it. I, our caseload is through the roof right now. It has oh, dramatically boy. increased because of the pandemic. A lot of organizations that were doing things are no longer around or they're no longer providing that. And so they end up on our front door and we get people walking through the door. We get people referred to us on a daily basis. And so the more volunteers and victim services specialists we can have, the better off we'll be. All right, and let's give out the Victim Services Hotline. This is a 24-7 hotline, and there's also an email address. You want to share that with us? Sure. The uh, The email address is assist at handupnetwork.com, and the phone number is 903, I always want to make sure I do it right, 533-9721, and that's a 24-7 hotline manned at all times by our team it's there to respond whether it be law enforcement whether it be someone locally that just needs uh, some serious help we're we're available to them and we'll respond as needed okay then and let's move on to mentoring people coming to you from all walks of life and with a variety of wants and needs and different types of issues but uh, i'll go ahead and toss the ball back to you tell us what you do along those lines well this was the core of what we actually started out doing and that yeah, was to, familiar yeah. yeah so we started out just basically trying to start to help people rebuild their lives they're in a situation they don't like and they want to get out of it and so with when we added victim services it became a big component into providing people into our mentoring program Mm -hmm. but the mentoring program is designed to basically really focus on where you are at your in your life today we get into everything from survival you know where are you going to eat tonight and where you're going to live tonight to you know do you have a job and why aren't you getting the job that you desire and what you want and so we do everything from dress for success uh you know presentations to you know working on resumes to helping them find uh you know, the ability to go out and, and actually interview for jobs and so forth. Uh, we get a lot of veterans, a lot of veterans that come through the door that actually have full benefits, but because of all the bureaucracy and so forth, they just kind of gave up. And some of them would rather live on the street than go through all the red tape and the minutia mm-hmm. they do with. Well, with in a short order, we can sit down and we've got a lot of veterans that are no longer on the street because we've been able to help them navigate that process. And so the mentoring process, it starts out as in, we do an intake we put them into what we call our spark class. So spark is sparking a renewed interest in in their lives. Uh, we focus on the five fingers of focus and explain why those are important in the programs that we have. 
the client then has the opportunity to opt into our program. If they do, uh, our, our staff actually begins the mentoring process. We start to get to know them more on an intimate level. Uh, as an example, if you know you have a background where you've kind of done blue collar type of work your entire life, we're certainly not going to assign you someone that doesn't understand that world. Right. And so we get to know you. We get to start to understand, okay, who can we position you with from our mentoring team to be able to start to begin that journey? And so they develop a life plan. They, they start the process. They meet uh, on a weekly basis uh, and start to really navigate and put together a plan that is going to be able to sustain them throughout their lives. Uh, the mentor, the lead mentor, is a volunteer that we will slowly integrate into, and they take full control of the relationship. But as they have needs, we bring in other mentors. So I'll give you an example. Say, for instance, we have a retired school teacher that is the mentor. Uh, they get into a discussion and realize that the client needs some financial help, right. understanding finances. Well, uh, Austin Bank their executive team is our financial literacy uh, mentors mm -hmm. and so they'll actually we, we make a phone call they'll come in and come alongside the lead mentor and actually sit down and talk about everything from opening a bank account to understanding why credit ratings are important and things of that nature to help them kind of move on the right track and so as the journey you know unfolds down the life plan development the lead mentor will bring us in and tell us what the needs are and we'll bring in the additional resources to make sure that these clients get all the help they need so by the time you've gone through the entire journey of the mentoring process as a tier one client you may have 10 to 12 different mentors that have been involved trying to help wow. you navigate the course which in turn is really great because down the line when you're doing better in life and so forth and life throws a curveball at you you know when you come back and, and walk in our door you know that there are going to be people around that understand your journey that can sit down with you and continue to help you we're that support system for the rest of your life if you so desire you bet sam smith ceo of hand up network and tyler i guess this morning on in focus i'm john sims and the website is handupnetwork.com. Phone number is 903-597-5334. They're at 200 North Beckham in Tyler. And you need more volunteers in general. Certainly, more volunteer mentors. Right we really now. do. Uh, you know, the the mentoring role is probably the, the the biggest need of everything. We've got so many people that need someone to sit down and help them develop that life plan. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, it could be anybody. It can be uh, business leaders that have some extra hours in the evening, or it could be, you know, some uh, school teachers, for instance, that have their summers off that come in and help. Whatever the case, we have a role, and we can certainly use more mentors uh, uh, on our team. You bet. Now, on to response teams. That's a big one. We're talking natural disasters in large part here. Well, we are plus community response. So we mm -hmm. get a lot of phone calls where, you know, this nice lady down the street had a pipe break during the ice storm and uh, yeah. doesn't, you know, can't afford a plumber but needs the help. Uh, I'll give you a great example. We I received a phone call at 5 a.m. during the ice storm from the city of Tyler Fire Chief. And he basically mm. said, we just showed up at a house and the lady had not had water for a week and she was melting snow to get her water. Uh, they were providing her water bottles, but they knew that we needed to be brought in to help. Well, we showed up. She had five feet of water underneath her house, uh, had multiple broken pipes and so forth. And so we got her water, got it all fixed, got her water up and running. And then after uh, the ice storm and supply chain started to open back up, we were able to go back and permanently fix her, her situation. So we do those community response type things a lot. A lot of the code enforcement in some of the cities have us on speed dial. And so if there's someone that is uh, terminally ill that is having a hard time 
uh, with their house. They've got some repair that really needs to be done or whatever. We do get those phone calls and we'll come out and check it out. But what we're probably most known for and people see us is obviously emergency response. And so mm-hmm. an example of that is this year, you know, we had a series of tornadoes roll through Cherokee, yes, Rusk, indeed. and then into Panola County. Uh, we were there within minutes after the, the, the uh, tornado ripped through Mount Enterprise. We actually come alongside the emergency management teams. We set up there. Usually they look to us to manage all of their donations coming in. So if people want to bring water or plywood or whatever it may be, we manage that. And then they ask us to manage their volunteers. And so we put together teams and we'll send teams out based off the emergency management team direction. Uh, But what happened in this particular case, those tornadoes kept bouncing around and then it cut a 60 mile path straight through Panola County. So just south of Carthage, all the way into Louisiana was utter devastation. And so uh, Judge Leanne Jones actually asked us to run the emergency operations center Mm -hmm. for Panola. So we took over and everything. And basically, so we were dictating where everybody was going. We spent eight weeks over in Panola County dealing with the initial you know, stabilization phase. Uh, we had over 60 families that had total devastation or significant devastation to their homes. I tell you that story because six months later, we've taken care of 59 of the 60. And so we only have one left that we're still being able to address. And, and that is through zero financial aid from the government. There was no FEMA declaration. There was no state declaration. It was a matter of basically hitting the bushes and making the birds fly and talking to people around the state Mm. that provided resources and support to be able to help, which is a really awesome story. It's Texans helping Texans. The challenge with that is, is that we lead those type of efforts. We use a lot of our own resources. And when there's nothing to replenish it, it starts to really affect us. And so, yes, we're doing a lot of this and there's a lot of great work being done. I think I gave you our impact numbers. I mean, we're well on track to last year. We helped over 57,000 people this year. We're well on track to go past that and continue. And this is during the pandemic. We're doing all this stuff. And so it's a great story. But in order to keep it going, we've got to replenish our resources and keep our volunteers fresh and keep our our tools sharpened and available to be able to do the next thing that comes along. Okay, I was just going to hit the volunteer piece, and you did it for me. (laughs) You always need volunteers. We do. And uh, let's give that information out again, just in case uh, anybody needs it to be repeated. Um, If you want to volunteer, the best thing to do is to call 903-597-5334, correct? Right, or go to Um, handupnetwork.com and click on our volunteers. You can actually fill out the volunteer application online. It immediately comes in, and you will be contacted directly by a member of our team to talk to you and just say, what are you interested in? And, you know, you may be interested in helping put together meals for one of our teams, or you might be interested in climbing up a tree and cutting down limbs. You know, everybody has a different interest. Our 90-year-olds, most of them, they work in administrative roles. Mm-hmm. So they may be sitting behind a computer at a table out at the uh, the fire station where we're set up, you know, logging people in. You know, the people come in and say, I want to help. Well, what, what can you do? Well, I, I'm good with a chainsaw. Okay, you're good with a chainsaw. We'll put you in our database. We'll put you on a team, get hey. you out there. So it doesn't matter what your age is. We have teenagers that did a great job of running. They were our runners. They were running water all over, taking care of first responders and our, our teams out there doing things. So it, just a matter of what, what, if you have a need or a passion to serve, we certainly have a role for you to be able to volunteer. All righty. And as we wind down the show, as we visit with Sam Smith with the Hand Up Network, the Retail Training Center, 
and resales store. Yes, and we uh, we have a small store. A lot of people are familiar with it. It's a great place to get a lot of good deals. We, we're there for low-income families to try to provide an opportunity for them to buy things for their own family. So we're not. it's not a very expensive place. All of our goods are donated to us. We make sure they're in great shape. Uh, but the key thing is, is we utilize the inventory of that store to help all of our clients. And so these these victims and uh, the response teams or the the client services or the mentoring or victim services, all of our clients, we have access to a lot of these materials. So clothing, uh, kitchen supplies, like I said, mattresses before, we utilize that facility. We also, at this time of year, we do a huge Christmas store. We provide... A tremendous mm-hmm. amount of help and support to families all across East Texas. Uh, I, I have to say there are a lot of groups that just give out presents, and that's awesome, and that's great. But you'd be amazed at the number of people that don't want you to give them a present. They want to be able to buy it for themselves. Well, we give them an opportunity. to. They don't pay a whole lot. You know, The ball that they might have bought at Walmart for $20, it might be $2 in our store. But the fact that they bought it for their child is such a big satisfaction for the family. It means the world to them. So our Christmas store is designed for that. We have churches and retail organizations across East Texas that are gathering all those things up to help us with our Christmas store, and we could certainly use help with that too. Mm, sure you can. And Sam Smith, the CEO of the Hand Up Network, and Tyler, uh, getting down close to the end of the show, tell us what lies ahead. How do you see things developing over the next year or so? Well, our hope is is that uh, you know everything starts to stabilize. We start to come out of this pandemic. People feel more comfortable getting involved uh, and in volunteering, but also, you know, contributing and supporting. You know, we're kind of the new guys in town, even though we've been doing this for many decades, we're the new guys in East Texas. And so a lot of people just aren't familiar with us. They hear about us listening to a show like this or happen to see one of our trucks go by. And to be flat honest with you, that's not a good thing in what we do. Uh, We need resources. We need volunteers to be able to do what we do. And if we can't get that, we can't help the people in the dramatic ways that we do now. So our hope is, as we move forward in the future, is that more visibility, uh, hopefully less natural disasters. Uh, I would just assume those hurricanes decide to continue not to hit this area, but mm-hmm. uh, we have to be at the ready and, and be willing to jump in when we need to. All right, and we're wrapping up the show now. Sam Smith, CEO of Hand Up Network, and Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. And I do apologize for the bit of huskiness in my voice. I guess it comes with a time of year. But, Sam, you did such a great job of getting your message across. Hopefully not too many people will notice and they'll focus on what we're talking about today on In Focus. Let's uh, get with uh, the uh, uh, nuts and bolts information people need to know. And, um, and let's see. Uh, Hand Up Network, 200 North Beckham and Tyler. And that's uh, 903-597-5334. If you want to donate or volunteer, you can text Hand Up to 76959 to donate. More information and info at handupnetwork.com. Or just go to that website. And that website is handupnetwork.com. Com. Very easy to find and very easy to remember. And I did get that. Yeah, handupnetwork.com. Yeah. Sam Smith, thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. I appreciate you it. You were a trooper. Okay, well, we're <laughs> hanging in there. Sam Smith with Hand Up Network, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thanks for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. <laughs>